God. I'm glad you guys were able to tune in. If you like FCC, click like and subscribe. Follow us on Facebook. And I want to challenge you to uh, send this to somebody. Also, this is fertile ground here. Consider planting a seed. Visit us at uh, our Facebook page, FCC. God bless. You may be seated. just want to welcome everyone who's watching online as well. I know there's some who are, are not feeling well and you're at home and God bless you for doing it. I, I, I thank all of you who braved uh, the circumstances and situations to be with us today. I believe that God has given me a timely word for today. And you know, as you look out there right now, it's, it's a, the sun may be shining today, but the outlook of the world right now is bleak, it's dark. During this time and season and history of our life, we are coming across things that are unprecedented. Global, social, economic, political situations that are historic. It's not just here in the, in the US, it's, this is a global situation. But guess what, I serve a global God. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I know some of you might have come here today and you're, you're a little bit in a place of desperation. You find yourself, the whirlwind is around you, the waves are crashing in on you, things aren't right. School is canceled, they told you to go home, but there's not a home to go to. They're, they're telling you to go here, but you can't go there. Your, your situations are, are bleak, the relationships are rough, maybe your finances aren't where you want them to be, maybe your spouse isn't acting right, or your children are just challenging you. Here's what I want to tell tell you we serve the God who calms the storms he calms the seas and it's at this time more than any other in our life that we've got to block out the voices and opinions of the world and we got to learn to be quiet and calm before the Lord we've got to be still and know that he that Jesus is God this is what that means. What does it mean, Pastor, to, to, to be still and know that he's God? Do, do I just take a little quiet time? Sure. But knowing that he is God, you come to this realization. God is source. Every good and perfect gift comes from the Lord above. That he is the answer to the question that you're seeking right now. That God is the cure for your sickness or your disease. God is the peace when your troubled heart keeps you up at night. God is the healer of your body, that ailment, that thing that's in you. He is your provider when there seems to be not enough to pay that bill. He is that source. Amen? It is He who I want to talk about today. What does His Word say? Oh, my heart. I was talking about this just recently if the body of Christ would just read his word. I know sometimes it's challenging. If we would just read his word and see that his promises are yes and amen. We are in fearful times, but we do not need to operate in fear. Have no fear. Isaiah 41.10 tells us, Do not be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you, and I will hold you up in my victorious right hand. 
Give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now. Have no fear, he says. Don't be afraid or discouraged. Why? Because I, the God of heaven and earth, am with you. Wherever you are, whatever your circumstance or situation is, whatever place you find yourself in right now today, he is with you. God is omnipresent. Here's the question, though. Are you tapping into the source? I can sit here with a dead cell phone and complain about it all day, but until I put my charger into the outlet where the power source is, there ain't going to be no change. I can sit and whine and complain all I want. I have to tap into the source. God is the source. Source of what? Every, what, what is your need? He is. He said in, the great, in his word, I am that I am. Whatever your need is, he is the answer. It's not cliche, it's not flippant, it's not hyperbole, it's not rhetoric, it is truth. Truth that we've got to learn to understand and as Christians tap into it. Because in this dark season, in this dark hour, I believe the church, our greatest time is yet to come. Why is that? Because it's in the darkest night that light shines the brightest. How is your light shining this morning? Are you overwhelmed with fear, doubt, and worry? I got, I got a scripture for you. 2 Timothy 1.7 For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. I got two amens. Woo, I'm, listen, I don't know who I'm preaching to today, if I'm preaching to you online, if you're watching and you're following, I want to tell you that God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. That should make you shout for joy. That should make you clap your hands. That should make you celebrate that that power, that peace, that sound mind is yours this morning. But here's the situation. It's yours if you're willing to come and take it. The question is, are you going to take it. See, we can talk about it or we can be about it. We can, we can be around it, but are you going to be part of it? I want to challenge you, be about the Father's business. He is our ever-present help. And this is what I want to encourage you this morning. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to address something and then I'm going to move on to more encouragement. Fear shows a lack of faith. Faith, a lack of faith shows a lack of relationship with the Heavenly Father. Fear is a lack of faith. A lack of faith is a lack of relationship. What does that mean, Pastor? That means that you haven't spent time getting to know your Lord, your Savior. You haven't read his word that often. You haven't prayed that often. You haven't sat before him and let him just talk to you in your quiet time, whether it's in, on a long drive to work or whether it's sitting at the park or at the library or the coffee house. Have you taken some time to quiet yourself, to be still and know that he is God and let him minister to you? You'll go to run to the doctor if there's an ailment. You'll take the pills that they'll give you. You'll, you'll, you'll do the medications that they provide for you. All good stuff. But how much more than to ingest and take two of these every morning? Read two, two verses, two chapters. 
something. Get the word of God in you. Because when you start to get the word of God in you, you can combat the lies of the enemy. Because when Jesus was tempted in the, devil, in the desert by the devil, he didn't have conversations or rhetoric or anything else. He used scripture. What scripture do you have in your arsenal to compact the, the, the enemy when he comes? There's one I just shared with you today. God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and of sound mind and of love. Use that. Fear not, he says, for I am with you. Here's another one I'm going to give you in Deuteronomy 31.5. God is with you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. If he'll never leave you or forsake you, it's like having a bodyguard with you at all times. You don't have to worry about it. He says, I'll walk with you and I'll talk with you. I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. I'm your ever-present help. Fear not, for I am with you, says the Lord. Man, that's all right. You can go to places where others won't go because you have backup. What does the world do? They, the world will hire some security, right? Politicians do it, actors do it, everybody else. They, they want security to go with them. Why? So they can go into places that they normally wouldn't go to because they have backup. Kyle, come here. Walk with me. I like doing illustrations. I just, I just want you, wherever I go, I just stand behind me. Now, let's pretend that Kyle has a credit card that has all the money. He's a master physician. He's a doctor. If I, if I get sick, he can, he can take care of it. If I have a bill, he can pay it. If someone's trying to flex on me, I'm going to be like, hey, right? Huh? All right? So wherever I go, he goes. Whatever situation I have, if, if I'm feeling a little trouble, put your arm around me, put your arm around me. He comforts me. He gives me a good word. He protects me. But all right. if he's right here, thank you. That was good. That was good. It was getting kind of warm, though. I'm just saying. So here he is. He'll never leave me or forsake me. But what if I say, hey, listen, there's this party tonight. God, I just want you to stay right here because I might drink his. He never leaves. You might leave him through your activities and circumstances and situations. Well, God, you know, I'm going to come back because I think you're a good thing, but woo, I want to have some fun tonight. No, see, he'll never leave you for a second. We leave him. What I want to tell you is build relationship and let him walk with you and talk with you. Let him comfort you. Let him provide and protect you. Let him heal your body, your soul, and your mind. Learn to engage with him and talk with him daily. He writes you love letters in the Bible, and you gotta read them to know what it says and how much he cares and how much he loves you. But it's up to you to walk with him and talk with him and engage in him. In your worship, not just watch the praise team, but express your love. Worship is a love expression. I love you. And the bond becomes closer. Now we're step in step. Let's see if we can do it. Step in step, stride by stride, walking with God. And he says, hey, it's a little dangerous over there. Why don't you turn this way? Okay. Hey, they're not right for you. Let's go this way. Thank you. How 
does your walk look like? It's got to be real because he is real. He promised us all. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He is your ever-present help. And he is the source of all good things. Why not get to know him? You'll go to the bank when you need a loan. You'll go to a doctor when you're sick. Man, I tell you what, those are good things. There's nothing wrong with that. But how about going to the Lord with your problem, your situation? Giving him whatever that need is, laying it at his feet. Always by my side. That's a message all in itself. He is always by my side. God is on your side. Romans 8.28 uh, tells us this. And we know that God causes everything. Say everything. everything. To work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. He works everything. Now, this is an interesting situation. Because how is God going to work COVID-19, coronavirus, whatever it is, to the good of his saints. I got an idea. Let me read this, verse 31. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for you, who can be against you? It goes on to say in Isaiah... 54:17 that no weapon formed against me shall prosper whether this is a naturally occurring virus or bioweapon or whatever it is i don't care the scriptures say that no weapon formed against me shall prosper not one not any of them i believe it might get a little crazy in the next few weeks or months some would say it is, depending on what media outlet you're watching or what YouTube video you saw, what lady got knocked out for a roll of toilet paper. I don't know what's going on out there. It's getting a little crazy, but what I know is this too shall pass. Amen. The scriptures tell me that your weeping may last for the night, but your joy is coming. Joy is coming. Say that out loud. Joy is coming. Now, we got to go through the night, though. We, gotta, we might have to go through some stuff, right? But know that your joy is coming because God is not a man that he should lie. He's not going to tell you something just to make you feel good. He is, what he tells you is the truth. His promises are yes and amen. And he's saying that your joy is coming in the morning. Now, I can't wait for the morning time. I'm waiting for it. I'm anxiously awaiting the joy to come in the morning like a kid on Christmas Eve waiting for the morning time to open his presents. I'm anxiously awaiting that joy to come. But I know where it's coming from. And so I'm going to be close because I want to be one of the first to receive it. I want to be there early and often in my prayer, in my scriptures, in my Bible reading, in my fellowship. Mm. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. So what do I do in this time? Uh, Pastor, I, I agree with the scriptures you said. I understand and hear what you're saying, but this is real. What do I do? How do I do this? And I would say run to God. Proverbs 18, 10, David's talking. He says, the name of the Lord is a fortress. The godly run to him and are safe. See, as Christians, 
we have certain guarantees that are given by the Lord. He says, if you run to me, I will shelter you. I will put you beneath my wing. Now, here's the thing. If it's raining outside and you're not under the umbrella, you can't complain that you're getting wet. You have to go to the shelter. You have to get underneath the protection. That's one of his names. I believe it's Jehovah Nisi, my banner, my covering. Run to safety. That means run to God. In this time of confusion and chaos, run to the Lord. We should be there already, but if you're not, run there now. I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you that right now. This is, see, Christians, we got to conduct ourselves in a different way. Now, hey, I'm blaming it on the light, but nowadays I got to. Here's Psalms 91. A lot of these are, are, this verse is going through Facebook and everything else. And here's something that I want to cue in on. This is a wonderful verse, and it gives us the guarantees of God. But the guarantees aren't for everybody. And, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to pre-qualify. Just, we just saw one here uh, in Proverbs. It says, the name of the Lord is strong tower. The godly run to him and are safe. And in Psalms 91, it says, he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will save the Lord. He is my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely he will save you from the fowler's snare and, and from the deadly pestilence. That's what we're dealing with right now. He will cover you with his feathers under his wings. You will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You alone observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. I'm not saying that this virus is a punishment of the wicked or anything else, but what I do know is he who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I can't get, sh I can't get uh, uh, shade from the sun unless I go into the shadow. I can't get protection from the rain unless I go under your umbrella. The Lord is offering himself as, as, a, as a, uh, a mother duck covers her her ducklings under her wing, the father is saying, come close. Come close. Walk close with me, like, like Kyle and I would walk close. And if you're close to me, I can protect you. He who dwells, dwell means to live with. If you're living with someone, you're probably getting to know them, hopefully, unless it's dysfunctional. If you're living with someone, you get to know their habits. You know their desires. You know uh, what they like to have in the morning, whether it's coffee, water, juice, whatever. You know what they like to eat. You know, what, you know them and they know you. Dwelling with someone. That's what this verse is saying. When you, so instead of that word, I'm going to change it up. He who lives in the shelter of the Most High, which is God, will rest. Whew. Who needs a little rest? Who needs a good night's sleep? Sweet sleep, scripture calls it. Sleep that brings peace to your mind and healing to your body. 
That's what he's saying he wants to give you if you draw close to him. So we want the promises of God, but we got to live by the principles. You want the peace, you want the promises, great, so do I. Let's live by the principles. The principles say that we got to live, dwell, be with him in our lifestyle, our language, our activity, everything that comes from our mouth, every thought that is thought, every action that's done, it has to be pleasing and honoring to the God. And when it's not, stop, make a correction. Lord, forgive me, I messed up. It says a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets up again. He gets up again. Lord, forgive me, and he keeps walking the walk. Doesn't mean that we're perfect, but we're trying. We're working it out. Scripture says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Why is it fear and trembling? Because he's a just God. There is going to come a time of reckoning in scriptures. I'm not a hell, fire, brimstone type of preacher, but that does exist. There is hell. There is fire. There is brimstone. There is weeping and gnashing of teeth. There is a smell of sulfur. There is burning for eternity. Every addiction that you had is going to still be with you. You can't get any rest. You can't get any food. You can't satisfy your addictions. You can't get any drop of water. It's going to continue on and on and on throughout eternity. That is real. It's not intended for you. It's intended for Satan. But if you don't make the Lord your, your Savior, that is real. He's a loving God, but he's a just God. And he's going to honor your wishes. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High, you're going to be with him. If you choose not to dwell in his shelter, that's on you. That's not on him. He provided a path through his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Whoever comes to me shall have eternal life. We've got to draw close to him. We want these promises there, yes, amen? They're for you. I want you to have them. You've got to draw close. Safety in God. Psalms 91. I read that verse, and I, and I, and I talked about that, and here's what my hope is in this dark time when people are a little bit worried and i get it worry's going to come but i'm going to say rebuke it and think about faith in god what does his word say what does he say he's going to do for you the grocery store might have ran out of toilet paper hand sanitizer clorox wipes but if it's something you need god's going to make sure you get it the question is have you asked him before you set out to go to a grocery store? Now listen, guys, I'm not talking about the hype and hysteria. I'm not. But if you need it, we need it, right? We, we're not doing that with our hands anymore. That, that, those days are gone by. It's unsanitary. I don't want to do that. I'm not trying to be gross. But that is a need. And if you don't have it and you need it and you're going to look for it and everywhere is showing empty shelves, have you prayed about it? That's all. Don't panic. Pray about it. And the Lord might tell you something and give you some wisdom. For example, I'm going to drop a, a little pin of wisdom. Don't go when everyone else is going. When are they stocking the shelves? Midnight? 2, 3 a.m.? You go. You get it. But if you're all worked up, all riled up, oh, I got it, I got it. Relax. You chill out while they're fighting over it 
You take a nap, set your alarm, you stroll in there around midnight, one o'clock, get you two bags, two family packs, go, go on with your business. Stroll out in peace and comfort, no panic, right? But unless you're calm, you can't think straight. The peace of God and the wisdom of God. But whatever you need, pray. He's your provider. He doesn't want you to go without. I'm talking needs, right? I've prayed for that Porsche GT2 twin turbo. I haven't got that yet. <laughs> Says you have not because you asked not, but when you ask amiss because you want it for selfish desire. I think it would be fun. I don't know how that a Porsche would advance the kingdom of God, but so I haven't got it. But I have transportation. You see what I'm saying? Needs versus wants. We are called to be in this dark time, the salt and light. The church is going to be a safe haven. It's going to be a place of refuge. Why? Because we're telling the truth. Right? Everything that I've shared with you today, I've had a scripture for it. I didn't make up anything. I didn't give you any hearsay or rhetoric. I didn't make up something. I didn't give you my own spin. It's pretty straightforward. It's pretty scriptural. Well, it is all scriptural. We just have to learn to apply it, to walk it out. And on Wednesday nights, we, we do question and answers. We divide it up a little bit more. We rightly divide the word. We study it and say, how can we do it? And we share ideas, thoughts and ideas in regards to walking out your salvation, applying these principles in such a way that you walk with success in your life. God wants you to be more than a conqueror. He wants you to be successful. Why? You're his children. Does any one of you want your own children to be unsuccessful? Do you want your children to fail? No. Though you are human and are evil, how much more does your heavenly Father want to give you good gifts? That's what Scripture says. So let us be the salt and light. Let us not walk in fear. Let us be calm, cool, collected. Let us be someone that some other people come to and say, how come you're so calm? You say, because of Jesus. He just opened up the door. He provided a way for you to share your testimony. You know, normally I would be a little bit fearful. Normally I would be a little bit panicked. But you know what? Jesus is just giving me peace. Well, how can I get that peace? Well, do you know who Jesus is? No. Well, let me introduce you to him. Who is he? Well, let me tell you a story. He died on the cross for your sins. Oh, that guy, yeah. Why did he do that? Because he loves you. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Whoever believes in him shall not perish but have the eternal life. Well, how do I do that? Romans, so that was John 3.16. Then you give him Romans 10.9.10. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. It's simple. That's it. It's a gift. Not by works, lest anyone will boast. But by faith. Because you believed in him. We've got to be that light in the world. Not just right here, a candlelight. But he says, like a city on a hill, a light that's put up high. The days of being a super secret agent Christian are done. One other thing. We got to remember Ezekiel 33. There's going to come a time when God's going to bring all of us into account. He's going to be like, why didn't you share with him? Now he's rotten in hell, but you had an opportunity to share with him. His blood is on your hands. 
I'm not trying to beat anyone up or scare anyone. It's time for us to be the salt and light of the world. Salt tastes salty. Light gives light. Let us be the salt and light. That's what scripture says. I'm encouraging you to do that. Now, in order for us to be salt and light, we got to be calm, cool, collected, be confident in what scripture says. We got to know what it says and, and remind ourselves. One of the ways we're going to do that, we're going to take communion. I want to give us a moment to, uh, Elder Dev, if you can get that uh, ready. I'm going to give you some scriptures that we're going to read. And one of the things that I know about uh, communion is um, you can't take it lightly. Because communion is reminding us of the sacrifice that Jesus made for us. He didn't just go straight to the cross. He was mocked. He was beaten. He was bruised. It said his beard was plucked out. They put a crown of thorns on his head. They whipped him with a, a, a cat of nine tails, 39 lashes, which most people didn't survive that alone. And then with his back all tore up, he was put on a nasty cross that wasn't sanitized. Someone else was probably just hanging on that last week. And he was nailed to that cross. Hung up naked in front of his, his family and his congregation that he had just been witnessing to. To be out in front of everybody. He bore all of our shame. He bore all of our sorrows. He took upon himself all of our iniquities. And that's why it says in scriptures, by his stripes, we are healed. It's through his blood that our sins are forgiven. If we confess them to him. It says that he's faithful and just to forgive you. So let's just take a moment to, if there's anything, and listen, I'm the preacher, and sometimes I got to be like, Lord, forgive me. Take a moment. If there's anything, just say, Lord, forgive me for this. Cleanse me and wash me of that. I want to take this communion and remember what you did with a right mind and right heart. Father God, we come before you right now in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, if there be any iniquities in our heart that we've forgotten or have not confessed, we confess it now to you, O Lord. We ask that you forgive us and cleanse us of all unrighteousness for your name's sake. Cast that sin as far as the east is from the west in the, in the sea of forgetfulness. Cleanse us, O Lord, that we may be clean and white as snow. We pray these things and ask them in the mighty name of Jesus.